Welcome to That Nam's Podcast, a podcast produced by the New Anglican Missionary Society for those that have a heart for or are interested in church planning, discipleship, and world missions. On this episode, Servant General John Schuller continues the story as King of Kings Charlotte weathers its hardest year and begins to grow steadily by the grace of God and the infusion of new leadership. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to that NAMS podcast. This is podcast number 35. My name is John Schuler, and I'm glad to have you join us. We're telling the story of a church plant in the heart of Charlotte, North Carolina, in an area of the city called South Park, a city within the city. And then out of that church plant, a network of churches that grew up in a multi-state network. And I want to continue that story with you today, but I want to ask all those that are listening to remember that though we love to tell this story, the reality is we are looking for men and women all over the world who will join the NAMS network. We need you. We need you to be intercessors for our work for the kingdom of God. We need to ask you to consider being part of a centurion cohort in your local parish or congregation, or if you're a man, or a Lydian circle, if you're a woman. These are small gatherings that help people learn to be faithful disciple-making disciples and supporters of NAMS. We are always eager for those that might be exploring internship or companionship as members of the NAMS community of church planning servants. So remember us in your prayers and be open to not only listening to this, but joining us. The network has opened doors around the world, and we'd love to have you join us. Go to our website, and you can learn more. Well, let's come back to the story of the church plant in Charlotte. We had begun slowly, but we were steadily moving forward when we birthed Good Shepherd Church in Davidson, and that really was a setback. It took us another year to add only one new adult. Um, And at the time, as I said before, we were meeting at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, which is not a great time to be meeting. It's great time for college kids, and it's not a bad time for empty nesters. But if you want to have the young families that are necessary to make a new congregation of vibrant and thriving work, 5 o'clock on a Sunday afternoon is not a good idea. Now, one of the characteristics of a good church planter is that he's constantly on the alert for new uh, prospects, for new opportunities, for new, for new connections. And as it happened at that time in Charlotte, there was a professor at RTS who hosted once a month a gathering of any church planters in the greater Charlotte Metroplex uh, community. And we would meet at RTS and have a, a, a meal together through the cafeteria line and then have about an hour together. And on one of those sessions, while we were struggling in that year after birthing Good Shepherd in Davidson, I was with another planter who, as we talked, waiting to get to the food line, said they had just finally found a wonderful place to be for their church plant. And I inquired about it, and he told me where it was. And I told him that we were, we were eagerly looking for a place where we could meet on Sunday morning. And he said, well, you need to go to the Harris YMCA. 
their youth building is ideal and it's empty right now. Well, I finished that luncheon and I went straight to the Harris YMCA. I met with the director of the Y. I explained what we were doing and got a commitment on that day uh, to move our worship to the Harris YMCA. There'd been a bit of an interim during our tough year when we moved out of the RTS chapel and into a Moravian church uh, in the heart of South Park that was having a hard time and that put its property up for sale. And so we were able to be in a much better location for worship and the work we were doing, but it was at that five o'clock hour. But when we went to the Harris Y, we moved to the morning and immediately we began to get families with children visiting. And some of those families began to stick. And there was a new level of excitement. There was a new level of eagerness. There was all the hard work of setting up and tearing down every week. But the Y Youth Building was just so congenial that um, it just was a perfect, a perfect boost for us. Now, at the same time, I was continuing to lead the global ministry of NAMS, church, helping church planters and training church planters and casting vision to inspire church planting all over the world. And I was working closely with a church plant in England in the county of Essex and the town of Colchester. And on one of my visits, I shared the latest of our struggles, and that was that we had lost our collegiate musical team, and we're now looking for, um, for, for help. And in talking with those church planters in England, the dear wife, Janie Beals, said to me, you know, you probably have young people in that congregation who have musical gifts. You ought to think about starting slowly with young people to build a worship team, a musical worship team. Well, when I got back to the States, I, I was privileged, again, one of God's little miracles in the planning of a, of a church. I was delighted to discover that a dear friend, a gifted musician, and a wonderful brother in Christ that I had known years ago had moved to Charlotte, North Carolina. And when I got in touch with him, I discovered that he was just concluding a season with a, with a church, and he was available. And so it was that I was able to recruit Brian Howard to come alongside King of Kings with his dear wife, Ruthie, and become our worship, our musical worship leader. And I shared with Brian, who was a, is a gifted, gloriously gifted man and musical um, musician and writer of music, what my friend in England had said about bringing young people into the worship team. Brian took to it like a fish to water, and immediately he recruited a keyboardist and uh, several other young musicians. I think our keyboardist was 13 at the time, and he began to build a musical team with, with, with our move to the Y, and that team began to flourish. It was a little rough at the beginning, but I have to say that over the next few years, Brian Howard, with his great gifts, um, had brought the level of our musical worship leadership to a remarkable, 
a, a remarkable lever, level where there was in everyone that attended for even a single Sunday an awareness of the Spirit of God moving among his people as we worshiped together. And we did just keep growing a little bit at a time. We never had a dramatic boost, but we kept finding ways to communicate beyond ourselves. We were in a Y where thousands and thousands of people were coming through during any one week. Our reputation was growing as we were sharing and talking and visiting um, with anyone that was open to discovering more about what we were up to. And a sweet, sweet season uh, began to come upon us. Um, I built a team of of leaders, which we called the Council of Advice. We did not establish a, a, a strict Anglican vestry-type system, but I recruited five wonderful servants to be a council of advice, and they began to take over all the fiduciary and legal responsibilities we had. And I began to meet with them for an hour and a half of prayer and scripture study each week separate from the Sunday services. So in in some ways, I was fostering a group of elders, although I was not using that language at that time. And it's it just impossible to remember that season without realizing how wonderful was the grace of God. But remember, I'm traveling, I'm casting vision lots of other places. I am not giving my full time to that work, which if you are a church planter or have ever dreamed of being a church planter or have been involved in a church plant, you will know that the needs of a growing congregation relatively quickly require more and more of a pastoral gifting of overseeing a work than a apostolic or pioneering gifting, which, which was the place that we were in. We were growing. We were flourishing. We were making our way from 32 to 40 to 50 to 60 to 70 to 75 and bumping into 100 from time to time. And even by the year, the end of the year, I think it would be 2003, we were not uncommonly bumping that 100 number. Now, that's not a great big start in a big metropolitan area, but it is more than enough to feel the joy of the Lord and a hope for the future. But remember, during that time, with the help of those in the congregation that were so motivated, we were helping other churches to start all around the region. By that time, by the end of 2003, we were involved in helping another dozen new beginnings. And I'd like to come back to that and talk about that, how one start can help others to start when we come together, God willing, next week. If you enjoyed this week's episode of That Nam's Podcast, please rate, comment, and subscribe on whichever podcast platform you are using. Also, if you would like to get in touch with us or want to learn more about NAMS and our mission, please visit us on our website at namsnetwork.com. Thanks for joining us, and God bless.